What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So in a couple days, the Giants have their first preseason game of the 2023 season against the Detroit Lions this coming Friday at 7 o'clock in Detroit. I will give you guys a preview of that game along with a recap of how the Giants and Lions have performed in their joint practices over the last couple days. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give a full breakdown of my 53-man roster predictions for the Giants ahead of the preseason. So I'll break down every player from quarterbacks, running backs, wideouts, safeties, linebackers, guides. I'll give you a breakdown of all those positions and who I think will make the Giants for each of those respective positions. So like I've already said, the first preseason game for the Giants will be this Friday at 7 p.m. in Detroit. Detroit will probably play a lot of their backup players just like the Giants. I don't think either team is going to play many of their starters. And if they do play, it won't really be much at all. But with that being said, I think Detroit's going to play their starting running back, Jameer Gibbs, who is the 12th overall pick in this year's draft out of Alabama. I think he'll get a good amount of touches just to get acclimated to the NFL. Maybe he'll play a couple of drives like Saquon Barkley did in his preseason debut against the Cleveland Browns four years ago. Gibbs adds to an offense that lost Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in the offseason. Jamal Williams left in free agency to the New Orleans Saints, and then DeAndre Swift was traded from the Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles right around the NFL draft. They took a big step up last year on offense, the Detroit Lions. They were ranked fifth in points per game in the NFL last year at 23.9 points per game. Jared Goff is a top-10 quarterback in my eyes. I think he's going to have a great season this upcoming year. I think he's going to take another step up like he did last year. And if you look at their offense, they have Jameer Gibbs as their starting running back, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameson Williams. That's a very good one-two punch there at the wide receiver position. A mix of speed, physicality, good hands. Two very good players there that he can throw to. And also a good offensive line as well. So see what Detroit looks like this year. I know a lot of people are taking them to win the NFC North. I will let you guys know who I have winning that division when I do my predictions at the end of the month. I'll give a whole breakdown of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with the sports guru, Mike Curley. And then I'll also break down my win-loss record predictions for every team in the NFL. So I'll give a breakdown of each division and who I have ending up as first, second, third, and fourth in each respective division in the NFL. So now to get back on track a little bit, like I mentioned already in the episode, if starters do play for either the Giants or the Lions in this game, it won't be for long. I'd imagine the Giants sit all of their major starters like Daniel Jones, like Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley, Adoree Jackson. I think all of those players, considering they're all very important players for this Giants team, I don't think Brian Dable is going to want to risk them getting hurt in a meaningless preseason game, especially in the first week of the preseason. There's still another two games that Barkley, Thomas, Lawrence, Jones can all play in. And the great thing about training camp is you're competing against your team for the first week or two of it, and then you jump in and start playing preseason games and doing joint practices against other teams. So you're getting reps live against your own team and then against another team right before your preseason game. So the Giants are getting reps for Daniel Jones right now, for Saquon Barkley, for the rest of their team, just like Detroit's doing the same. So that's one good thing about training camp. You don't have to play in the game to get reps. Obviously, the reps, though, when you're playing in a live preseason game are a little bit better than the reps you'll get in a joint practice since you're not hitting as hard, you're not blocking as hard, you're not game planning as hard during those drills. But when it's a live game, like a preseason game, you're actually playing offense, defense, switching sides, punting, kicking. So it's a little bit more of a real game. There's obviously speed that goes into it as well. You can hit the quarterback in preseason games, but in joint practices, you can't. So there's the difference there. But one thing I want to mention is how Daniel Jones performed in the 11-on-11 yesterday during the joint practice with the Lions. He did struggle yesterday with 5 of 12 in 11-on-11 drills with a dropped interception by C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and he also missed a couple receivers as well. But then he responded. 
today. And it's okay to miss during training camp. I don't really have a problem with him missing or struggling during training camp practices. You're really just trying to get the timing down, get the playbook down, get some chemistry with your receivers, offensive line, running backs. You're really just trying to get back into the mix and the flow of things. So I'm not really too mad or worried or disappointed if a player struggles in training camp practices, because at the end of the day, it's not a real game. You could struggle in the training camp practices. That's when you really want to struggle. If you want to struggle during a season, you want to struggle during practice like a training camp practice because at the end of the day you can fix that easily since you have so many games ahead of you you don't want to be making that many adjustments during the season but luckily in in the preseason you can make adjustments you can say oh this play really hasn't worked that much in practice let's adjust it's a lot easier to adjust get the timing down and switch up a playbook and start to get chemistry with receivers during the preseason than it is during the regular season so even though Daniel Jones struggled yesterday I wasn't worried at all but then he responded today in seven on seven drills, he was either six of seven or six of eight. I saw that he was six of seven by one person on Twitter, and another person had six of eight. Regardless, he had two touchdown passes to Cole Beasley and Darren Waller as well. So six completions in either seven or eight attempts with two touchdowns to Cole Beasley and Darren Waller. And then, according to Connor Hughes on Twitter, in eleven on eleven drills, Daniel Jones today was twelve of seventeen with five touchdown passes. Twelve of seventeen with five touchdown passes. So that's a great way to respond after struggling yesterday. You put that behind you, you learn from your mistakes, and you go out there today, get warm yesterday, find a way to adjust today, and look at DJ today. He was bowling. 12 of 17 with five touchdown passes in 11 on 11 drills. Hughes also noted that Jones was 8 of 11 with two touchdown passes on plays outside the 25-yard line in 11 on 11 drills today. 8 of 11 with two touchdown passes outside the red zone today. That's pretty good. You'll take that any day. According to Bobby Skinner of John Boy Media, The Giants' offensive line played well today, and the Giants' defense forced three fumbles. He also said DJ had a much better day, like you could tell with those stats. And he also said that the Giants' defensive line had a very good day, and who stood out the most was Leonard Williams, who had a sack and a batted down pass in today's practice. And one last thing I want to mention before switching gears here and talking about the Lions for just a second is that Darren Waller has become Daniel Jones' favorite target in practice. And it makes sense why. He's a big receiver who has good hands and can make plays in the red zone and help the Giants spread the field. A tight end that can make plays and use his hands can also block as well. Darren Waller just has been struggling with injuries over the last couple seasons. But if he can remain healthy, he would be the Giants' biggest X factor on offense. Because now they have a red zone target that stands at six foot six, can make catches in traffic, and make it easier on the quarterback in the red zone. Just toss it up and he'll go up and get it because he's six foot six. So that's obviously a big add there for the Giants on their offense. And credit to Joe Shane for getting him from the Raiders. And one note that I saw yesterday in the training camp notes that I read on Twitter was that the Giants struggled heavily against Amon Ross St. Brown yesterday, a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, who is a very talented receiver. He had a very good rookie year two years ago where he ended the season the last seven games on an absolute heat. It was really finding his footing in the last six to seven games of the 2021 season. Then last year in the 2022 season, his second year in the NFL, had another terrific season, was a wide receiver one for the Lions on offense. And now with another year under his belt, he's taking another big step up, I'm sure. And the Lions got rid of DeAndre Swift, who was their main guy over the last couple seasons on offense. They got rid of Jamal Williams as well. So now they need help in the red zone, which they did add Jameer Gibbs, a running back that can make plays out of the backfield. But David Montgomery as well, another player they added as well in free agency from the Chicago Bears. The guy that's going to help them on the goal line. But they're going to probably throw a little bit more in the red zone this year than they did in years past. Since in the red zone last year, it was just a lot of goal line plays to Jamal Williams on the one, two yard line, handed the ball off. Now, if they were to throw the ball a little more in the red zone, Amon Ross St. Brown would be a great option. He's a receiver that can get open quickly and can make plays for them in any part of the field. So it doesn't really concern me too much that he was unguardable for the Giants' secondary yesterday. 
And he did have a good play, I saw, on Twitter against Deontay Banks, who was the Giants' first-round pick out of Maryland in the SCS draft. He's a defensive back that probably will start for the Giants this year at the CB2 spot. He did have a good play against him, but I'm not really too concerned. St. Brown's a very good receiver, so it makes sense that he's making plays. We'll see what the Giants look like week one against number one receivers. If they're still struggling, then it's a little bit more of a concern, but I'm not really too worried about training camp, especially in the first joint practice. So now I'm going to preview tomorrow's game and give you guys some guys to watch out for, and I'm going to start off with the Giants. Javarius Owens, a rookie safety for the Giants. He's a guy to keep your eye on. He had 74 total tackles for the University of Houston last season, also an interception with two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery as well. A defensive back that could do it all like he did last year in the defensive backfield for the University of Houston. And then Trey Hawkins, another defensive back hit for the Giants, a rookie out of Old Dominion who had 57 total tackles last year for Old Dominion with two interceptions, six passes defended, three fumble recoveries, and two forced fumbles. He's another guy that could do it all, plays very hard, gives you his all every single possession. I'm excited to see what he does in the preseason. Another player to look out for is Colin Johnson, a wide receiver for the Giants, who is six foot six and uses his height very well. Looked very good in the preseason last year before getting hurt, I believe at 120 receiving yards in two games, then ended up suffering a major injury and missing all last season. I'm excited to see what he does this year for the Giants in the preseason. Next up is Giants wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, a third-round pick in this year's draft out of Tennessee. He had 67 catches for 1,267 yards and 15 touchdowns for Tennessee last year. He's a very shifty and quick wide receiver that uses his speed very well. He was clocked at 24 miles per hour during a route during training camp, which is honestly so ridiculous. And that's speed the Giants need in this lineup. And the Giants have a good amount of receivers that have speed, but someone like Jalen Hyatt that's just a game-breaker everybody could use on their offense. Game-breaking speed. And that 24-mile-per-hour route would be the fastest a player has ever clocked in NFL history for game speed, which right now the fastest a player has ever clocked in-game is Tyree Kill, where he ran 23.2 miles an hour in 2016. That's the fastest a player ever had in game speed in NFL history. And Jamin Hyatt's 24 miles per hour, which even if he did it with or without pads, is still impressive regardless. That would be the fastest if he did that in a real game, which I'm excited to see what he looks like for the Giants in the preseason. He's definitely got to keep your eye on. Going to make big plays for the Giants right away, and hopefully he is a rookie like Odell Beckham Jr. had out of LSU when the Giants drafted in the first round. Very similar player, though. Very similar player. A lot of talent, and both have game-breaking speed when the ball's in their hands. So we'll see what happens, but I'm excited to see what Jamin Hyatt does for the Giants, like I said. So now for some guys to watch out for for the Lions, starting off with running back Jameer Gibbs, 926 rushing yards and 6.1 yards per carry with seven rushing touchdowns along with 44 catches for 444 yards and three receiving touchdowns last year for Alabama. He's a great back that can really just do it all, help you out of the backfield. He can kick return, can also make plays in short yardage situations. He's definitely going to help them out on offense, especially considering that they lost Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Somebody has to help out on offense and help give Jared Goff some time to throw. And when you have a very good run game, it opens up all the time in the world for a quarterback. When the defense has to guess, oh, there's going to be a run play here, but it's actually a pass play, you get them off balance. That's definitely going to help Jared Goff this year, considering how good Jameer Gibbs is. And they also added David Montgomery as well to their backfield. In three years, he also kick returned in college, Gibbs. So he has game-breaking speed. He played two years at Georgia Tech and Alabama as well. I'm excited to see what he does this year for the Lions. Another player that's another young player for the Lions is Brian Branch, a defensive back who they drafted out of Alabama in this year's draft. He had 90 total tackles last year for the Crimson Tide with 14 tackles for a loss, three sacks, two interceptions, seven passes defended. He's an absolute baller that I wanted on the Giants. I'm excited to see what he does 
this year for the Lions. He's a very good player that I think everybody in the NFL would want in their defensive backfield. The guy that just gives you it is all every single play and is a very hard-hitting safety that really plays tough every single snap. And the last player I'm going to mention is wide receiver Jamison Williams for the Lions. Former first-round pick, 12th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. He had 15 touchdowns in the 2021 season for Alabama, but is now recovering from a torn ACL. He will get a lot of reps in the preseason, according to Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach. And that makes sense. This is a receiver that only had one reception last year for a 41-yard catch that was a touchdown. Really hasn't ran too many routes in the NFL, so it makes sense trying to get him some game speed and getting him some reps during the preseason. The Lions just signed Teddy Bridgewater to be their backup quarterback. They did draft rookie quarterback from Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, in this year's draft, but he is recovering from an ACL surgery, so they need another um in training camp in the preseason. So it'll be Bridgewater taking over as the backup quarterback behind Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback, and I think the same about Daniel Jones. I think they're both very underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, and you'll hear my rankings at the end of the month with the sports guru and where I think every starting quarterback in the NFL ranks, but I like Daniel Jones and Jared Goff a lot. I think they're two very underrated players that don't really get the respect they deserve. They get a lot more disrespect than respect, especially Daniel Jones. I think Goff has gotten a little bit more respect over the last year or so. He doesn't get criticized like Daniel Jones does. Daniel Jones has been heavily criticized by every single major network and every major analyst over the last three or four years. But he doesn't need people to support him and be on his side. He doesn't need every analyst to say, oh, he's a great quarterback. At the end of the day, he's just balling for himself in the New York Giants. And the same goes for my opinion of Daniel Jones. I don't need people to agree with me that I think Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback. I've always thought he was a good quarterback. I've stayed with him every single step of the way, through the good, through the bad, through the ups and downs. I've been with him there every step of the way, and I don't really need people to agree with me on whether or not Daniel Jones is a good quarterback or not. I see him play. I've watched every single Giants game. I see the way he carries himself. I know he wants to win. I know he puts in the work and effort. He's in the Giants building early in the morning. He leaves last, gets there first. He's there every single day putting in the work. And then if you watched any part of last season, you saw so much growth and development in his game. And I'm excited to see what he does this year for the Giants. So now I'm going to transition to breaking down my roster predictions for the Giants 53-man roster ahead of the preseason. Starting off with the quarterbacks, and that'll be Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Taylor will be the backup for another season to Daniel Jones. The Giants have another quarterback on their 90-man roster right now. That's Tommy DeVito, who I think will be a practice squad add for them. As for the running back position, I think the Giants will carry four running backs, and that's Saquon Barkley, Gary Brightwell, Matt Breida, and Eric Ray. Eric Ray, the Giants just drafted in this year's draft out of Oklahoma. Matt Breida is coming back to the Giants for his second year with the team. Gary Brightwell is going on his third year with the franchise. And then Saquon Barkley, the lead back for the Giants, is going on his sixth year with the Giants and is being drafted in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. I think if you look at the Giants running back room, I think they're going to carry four backs. There are some other options for them, like Jay Sean Corbin, who was a good player in the preseason last year. Also, James Robinson, who they just signed in the last month. I think Robinson will be the guy that gets cut out of that group. I think Jay Sean Corbin will be a practice squad piece for the Giants. And then as for Gary Brightwell, I've seen a lot of predictions with him being a guy that's the odd one out and the guy that gets cut. But Brightwell's contribution on special teams will probably keep him on this roster. I think if you look at that running back room, I think Gary Brightwell was the second best running back of those four backs. I think Gary Brightwell should be the guy that gets the second most touches behind Saquon Barkley. He's a dangerous and shifty back. He can pass protect, has good hands as well, can catch out of the backfield, and loves to make guys miss in the open field, and also can kick return as well. So that's another reason he has a better chance of making the roster than a guy like James Robinson. He's also been on the punt team as well for some years now with the Giants, all two years being on the punt team, even recovered a fumble at one point as well on a muffed punt. So I think Brightwell should be the second back, as I said in the depth chart. I think he's the second most talented back of the group that I just listed. 
As for James Robinson, he's a very talented back, just has had a lot of bad luck with injuries over the last few seasons, really hasn't found a home since being with Jacksonville in 2020. He was with Jacksonville from 2020, 2021, and 2022, was traded midway through last season to the New York Jets, didn't really find a home there. Ends up signing with the Patriots in this offseason and is cut by the Patriots before training camp even begins. And now is on the New York Giants. I have him being a final cut for the Giants. I think he'll be close to making the team. But it's a very deep running back room there. They have a running back they just drafted out of Oklahoma that'll make the team. Matt Breida even signed another contract here to come back to the Giants. Saquon Barkley's obviously back in a one-year deal. And the Gary Brightwell has another year left of control after the season's over. So I don't see any of those four guys being cut. I think Brightwell could be a potential guy that is cut in that group. Even though I wouldn't want to cut him, I think he's the second best back of those guys there. But you never know what Joe Shane, the Giants GM, thinks of him. But he kept him on the team last year and kept him as a special team player that did get some snaps as well when Saquon Barkley needed a slight break. He even had a touchdown last year against Green Bay in London when Saquon Barkley was out for a drive. Ended up being a big touchdown in that game. Gary Bright was first touchdown of his career in the NFL. I think Brightwell's done enough to be the second back on this roster, especially considering all that he can bring to the table, I think he deserves a spot on this roster for sure. As for James Robinson, if you look at his stats from 2020, he was a different back than he was in the last couple seasons. In 2020, he had 1070 rushing yards with seven rushing touchdowns. 2021, 767 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Also added in 49 and 31 receptions in each of his first two seasons. Then you look at what he did last year with Jacksonville, where he ended up losing his roster spot there to Travis Etienne. He ended up getting the starting role over him, but there was a training camp battle there between Robinson and Etienne for the starting back. And Etienne did win that job. Robinson only had 81 carries last year for Jacksonville, 340 yards and three touchdowns. And then for the Jets, 29 carries, 85 yards, no touchdowns and two receptions. So he really lost his role there with Jacksonville. Goes to the Jets, doesn't really have much of a role there, even with Brees Hall being out for the remainder of the season last year after he went down with a leg injury. And now... Went from the Patriots to the Giants. We'll see what happens there, but I do think he ends up being one of the last cuts for the Giants. So I have the Giants carrying two quarterbacks, four running backs. I have them carrying seven wide receivers, including Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Colin Johnson, and Cole Beasley. Colin Johnson was really blossoming last year in the preseason before getting hurt. I think he deserves a roster spot. Hopefully he has a great preseason this year. That'll definitely help him make the team's a big receiver. That's six foot six. Definitely helps spread the field for Daniel Jones, give him another red zone target. And then Cole Beasley could be a great security blanket for Daniel Jones in short yardage situations. He's made a career out of that between Buffalo and Dallas. I think he's a great addition here for Daniel Jones. Cole Beasley's been a first down wide receiver his whole career. Third and three, he finds ways to get open always. So he's a great add there for the Giants on offense and obviously his history with Brian Dable and Joe Shane in Buffalo. As for players that are on the border, Jameson Crowder's on the border and Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley is the guy that makes it out of those two guys there. I think Beasley and Crowder are competing for that last roster spot there in the wide receiver group. One of them's going to be cut at the end of the day, in my opinion. I think Crowder's the one that gets cut. I think Beasley ends up making the team. The Giants will probably have Wondell Robinson on the IR to start the season. He's a great wide receiver that was drafted in the second round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Ended up going down with a knee injury last season, though unfortunately he cut his rookie season short. The Giants have a lot of shifty, quick, slot wide receivers. Wanda Robinson's one of them. Kobe Beasley's another. Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jameson Crowder, Jaden Mickens. The Giants have a lot of slot receivers on their roster right now. So there's going to be a tough training camp battle and preseason battle to see who ends up making the team. I think Hodgins, Slayton, Shepard, Campbell, Hyatt, Johnson, and Beasley all make the active roster to start the season. And I think Wanda Robinson probably starts on the IR to start the season, even though there are reports he could be ready for week one. We'll see if that's actually the case. 
As I said, the border guys, I think it's between James Carter and Cole Beasley. As the guys that are cut, I think David Sills is cut. I think Jaden Mickens is cut. Jaden Mickens can punt return, so that could help him make the team. But he's rarely used as a wide receiver in his career in the NFL, and I think that's going to hurt his case here to make this team. I don't think they're going to have a punt returner that just punt returns. I think the Giants are probably going to have a wide receiver that can punt return as well or a running back that can punt return as well just because they don't really want to use a roster spot just on a punt returner that doesn't really help out in the wide receiver room. So I think Mickens is a guy that gets cut. I think for practice squad candidates, I think Khalil Pimpleton will be on the practice squad for the Giants, form a dangerous wide receiver at Central Michigan. I was a big fan of him in college. Can be a game-breaker if given the chance, given the ball in the open field. He was very active at Central Michigan, and now he's on the Giants right now. But that's a deep wide receiver room. I think that's why it's going to be tough for Pimbleton to make the active roster. But maybe he gets on the practice squad and then makes his way up to the active roster if there's an injury for the Giants at the wide receiver position. As for another guy that's on the fence... Bryce Ford Wheaton is a guy that caught a lot of eyes as an undrafted free agent signing for the Giants. Six foot three wide receiver from West Virginia. Last year in a senior season for West Virginia, he had 62 catches for 675 yards and seven touchdowns. I think there's going to be a competition between Colin Johnson and Bryce Ford Wheaton to see who makes the roster. I think both of those receivers are taller receivers. Bryce Ford Wheaton, six foot three. Colin Johnson, six foot six. The Giants want a big receiver for the red zone. Obviously, they did add. A red zone threat and tight end Darren Waller, but they would love to have a big receiver in that wide receiver room as well. Isaiah Hodgins is a big receiver. He's six foot four, but it would help to have another big receiver. That's why I think it's going to be between Colin Johnson and Bryce Ford Wheaton. Ford Wheaton has a great range with the ball in the air. He can find the ball anywhere, really, and with his height, it's very easy for him just to rip balls down in traffic. So I think he's going to be a fun player to watch in training camp and in the preseason. I think it's going to come down to Johnson versus Ford Wheaton for one of those wide receiver spots, just like I think it's the same for Crowder versus Beasley. I think Beasley makes it over Crowder, and then I think Colin Johnson makes it over Bryce Ford Wheaton. But I think it'll be a good competition there, and I think Ford Wheaton could end up finding himself on the practice squad. We'll see if someone else tries to pick him up, though, since I think he could definitely help out another team. It's a very deep wide receiver room for the Giants, so it'll be fun to watch the competition in the preseason, and it'll be great to watch Daniel Jones be able to find all these receivers. All of them are very similar speed-wise, like Hyatt, Slayton, Shepard, Campbell, and then even Beasley and Crowder, but then when you have bigger receivers like Ford Wheaton, like Colin Johnson, like Isaiah Hodgins, it just helps Daniel Jones. He has a lot of different weapons this year, and that's obviously something that's going to be huge for him in his development even more this season. So now moving on to tight ends. I have the Giants carrying three tight ends this year. I have them having Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, and Lawrence Cage as the three. And then I have Tommy Sweeney on the practice squad. I think he'll be a final cut for the Giants. Former BC Eagle tight end. Spent his career in Buffalo and now gets a chance with the New York Giants, the team that he grew up a fan of. He was a big fan of Jeremy Shockey growing up. I remember that from his BC days when he said it in an interview that he grew up a Giants fan in his household. So I'm sure he's psyched with being on the Giants this training camp, and hopefully he gets a chance to make the team. I think he's going to be one of the final cuts. And if he does make the team, obviously I'm going to be rooting for him regardless uh, if he does or doesn't. But if he does make the team, it's definitely going to be fun to root for him this season. As for offensive tackles, I have the Giants holding three of them on this year's team. I have Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, and Tyree Phillips as the three offensive tackles. I think Matt Pert will be the odd one out. I think he'll be cut from a Giants third-round pick out of UConn in 2020. I think he'll be the odd one out, though. I think he'll be cut. Last season, he went down with a leg injury, unfortunately, midway through the year. And has never really developed too much for the Giants. Even when he is on the field, he has struggled. So I think he'll be odd one out this year on the offensive tackle list. Next up is for offensive guards. I have Ben Bredesen, Mark Lewinsky, Josh Azudu, Shane Lemieux, and Marcus McKeithen being the five offensive guards. I think one of the Giants' cuts on the offensive line will be Wyatt Davis, former Ohio State offensive lineman. 
And the main goal of trying to build an offensive line, especially at this point in the season when you're just making out your roster, is having enough guys on your offensive line that can play multiple positions. So a guy that can play tackle and guard, a guy that can play center and tackle. It makes it easier when you have multiple guys that can play multiple positions to really fill in during the season when guys are injured. So I have the Giants carrying three offensive tackles, five guards, and then one center, with that center being John Michael Schmitz. Brent Bredesen is a guard, but he can also play center as well, which definitely helps. So there's 25 guys on offense. I have the Giants carrying, and then I have 25 on defense. So the defensive line I have being Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson, Raheem Nunez-Roches, and then Ryder Anderson being the last defensive line. I think he'll be one of the last guys that makes the team. Hopefully he has a good training camp and a good preseason gets himself on the team. The Giants definitely need more pass rushing help. At the edge position, I have the Giants carrying five edge rushes, and those being Aziz Ojalari, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jihad Ward, O'Shane Zimenez, and Tamont Fox. Tamont Fox was elite last year in the preseason, really made a name for himself, ended up making the team, even playing towards the end of the season for the Giants. He's a guy that I think will make the team again this year. I think the Giants will carry four linebackers, with those being Bobby O'Karakee, Micah McFadden, Darian Beavers, and Kata Coughlin. I think the odd one out there will be Cam Brown. He's a special teams linebacker, just like Kata Coughlin. I think they'll be fighting for one of the last roster spots there between Coughlin and Brown, one of the last linebacker special teams roster spots. I think Coughlin ends up getting the edge there over Brown. Then at the cornerback position, I have the Giants carrying six cornerbacks, with those six players being Deontay Banks, first-round pick out of Maryland in this year's draft, Adoree Jackson, the Giants' number one corner, Cordell Flott, who is going into his second year in the NFL as a third-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft out of LSU and really kind of blossomed towards the end of last season, really earned a name for himself, definitely will get himself a chance to be the starting slot corner. Right now, it's between him and Donnie Holmes. I think Cordell Flott ends up winning that battle. I think Donnie Holmes, though, is good enough to still stay on this roster. I've seen some roster projections where they have Donnie Holmes getting cut. I have Donnie Holmes making the team. I think he's more than talented enough to stay on this team. He's obviously made plays over the last few seasons. He's a good tackle and also gives it his all every single play. I think Donnie Holmes could benefit from maybe trying to jump to the safety position. He's a very good tackle, plays with good speed, and can hit, and also has good ball skills. I think Holmes would be a great safety, but I'm still listed as a cornerback here on the depth chart. And then Trey Hawkins the third has ball during training camp. He's a rookie defensive back. I think he'll make the team. Also, I have Nick McLeod making the team, a guy that was on the Giants practice squad at one point last season, ends up making the roster with a lot of Giants defensive backs getting hurt. And he really blossomed to look pretty good filling in at cornerback for the Giants. He was CB2, actually, for some games last year. I'm excited to see what he does this year. And he can help out on special teams as well, which is great. And then the last cornerback I have making the team is Amani Oruwariye. He's a defensive back that was playing for the Lions over the last few seasons. Had six interceptions. 11 passes defended and a fumble recovery in the 2021 season. Last year in the 2022 season, only made five starts in 14 games with three passes defended and no interceptions. Good addition, though, to the defensive back room for the Giants. Then on the PUP, physically unable to play list, I have Aaron Robinson as one of the cornerbacks listed there. And then at the safety position, I have the Giants carrying four safeties. Xavier McKinney, Jason Pinnock, who is the starting safety right now alongside Xavier McKinney in training camp, which I'd like to see. Pinnock, very skilled safety, likes to hit isn't afraid of contact and has shown he can make plays for the Giants when he's given the opportunity. So I'm excited to see what he does. Then they have hard-hitting safety Bobby McCain, who's a journeyman around the NFL, and then Dane Belton going into his second year. So that rounds out the four safeties I'm making the roster. And then Javarius Owens, I wanted him on the roster, but I had to cut it down to 53. So I think he's going to be one of the last cuts, but I'd like to see him on the team. Ivan being a practice squad defensive back there instead of being on the active roster. But I'd love to see him on the active roster. I think he's a guy to keep your eye on in the Giants preseason game on Friday. 
As for special teams, the Giants will carry Graham Gano as the kicker, Jamie Gillen as the punter, and the Casey Kreider as the long snap. All three of those guys coming back for another season with the Giants. I think the practice squad would be Javarius Owens, Tommy Sweeney, Tommy DeVito, Khalil Pimpleton, Jay Sean Corbin, and Bryce Ford Wheaton. That's my predictions there for the Giants 53-man roster. We'll see how it changes over the course of the preseason. But that'll conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it and hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.